ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kayak Fishing Radio, the Low Sodium Show. I am your host, Mark Lanny Wheeler, and as recently, and as always will be, uh, until he screws up, uh, I have my my man, my producer, my co-host, Matt Yakshum Trucks. What's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Mark? Good evening. Uh, glad to be on the show again. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we've. I've been. I, I know I've been doing this now for a little over three years, and yeah, you know, everyone keeps on saying, "Man, you keep on mentioning how long you've been doing this." Because this is, just, you know, it's kind of hard for people to really understand that we've been doing kayak fishing radio now since 2010. 2009, yeah, 2010. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a long time to be doing this the the same thing, and you know we keep on you know getting bigger and 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 bettering and bettering our our, our shows and and making things better for our listening audience, and that is you folks, uh, the ones sitting there, um, you know, listening on, on your ride home from work, or being active in the chat room. Or sitting there and you know letting the the kids you know listen to us and everything else and that's why we do this is for y'all the uh, listening community is the best way to put it um, you know we could truly do this not do this without you and uh, yeah rock'em sock'em robots awesome um, but tonight's show we're gonna do a, a few things um, I've been having a lot of questions about. Um, now that I'm thinking, actually thinking about it, um, we've been having some questions lately about, you know, situational fishing. And I have people always asking me, you know, in this situation, in this situation, in this situation, what would you do? Okay. <laughs> kind of thing. So it's, um, it's i got to take a second and, and, you know, and explain, you know, situational, um, situational fishing. And the best way to explain what situational fishing is, is having people, yourself, or doing it to yourself, meaning you're sitting there looking at a spot on a map and going, how would I fish that? And we're going to talk about that in a little bit. We're also going to talk about tonight um, the, this whole phenomenon with fall fishing. Why are fish, and this is kind of like a part two from, from last week, why are fish down south acting completely different than those to the north? And of course, the main question is, you know, answer to that is, is um, well, they're got to deal with winter, right? So, you know, we'll go talk more about that more in depth and how we. As as bass anglers uh, can use this even in the south to our advantage to catch more bass. Also coming up here in in the the coming months is that great great catfish fishery that uh, that is all over the south that really comes to uh, um, to fruition in the fall. So. With all that being said, 
take a step back and uh, take a quick break from my personal sponsors and one that's Matt's. And uh, we'll be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Looking for a new cooler with a lifetime warranty and made 100% in the United States? Look no further than Orca Coolers. These roto-molded, rugged coolers feature premium quality, seamless construction, meaning they're built to take whatever you and Mother Nature throws at them. Orca Coolers allow ice to keep for days, and they have non-slip feet so your cooler stays where you want it. With secure external latch system, the lid always stays closed. Orca Coolers. Made 100% in the USA, always has been, always will be. Check them out at orcacoolers.com. Full Bay Custom Rods are handcrafted, designed, built by fishermen for fishermen. Each plank goes through a rigorous stress test to ensure the highest quality, period. You can actually feel the action of the bite as well as lure vibration through the foregrip. Made with the highest quality components and made to your specifications. Full Bay Custom Rods bring innovation to your hands. Go to bbrods.com to check out some amazing custom rods. Full Bay Custom Rods, built by fishermen for fishermen. Kayak Fishing Radio presents The Low Sodium Show With your host All right, folks, we're back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. And um, this is starting off with the fall season, okay? And we talked about a little bit about this last week, fall fishing and everything that um, that goes along with it. Um, now, why do bass do what they do, okay? Why do they come up from the depths, which you know in the wintertime they're going to go back to? But why do they come to these shallow flats, shallow areas, um, the mouth of these rivers to feed so heavily? Um, And for some areas, surprisingly, it's a long time. They'll spend two, three, four, five weeks um, and, you know, change things up. So they'll, they'll do their own thing. Some areas will only be for um, for you know southern areas. There will be you know times when it's only for a week. It's only for a few days. It's really scattered. Okay, so let's look at at why that is. And, and let's just, you know, let's just kind of delineate where I consider really southern fishing. And it's basically, if you take a line from Georgia, Alabama, um, Mississippi, Louisiana, right across that line, and south, that's southern. The reason I truly believe that, and even you can even go down to Atlanta, uh, you know, from take a line from Atlanta all the way across, you know, Montgomery, stuff like that. Um, that's really where I, I delineate the south from. The, the mid and then the north. And I have three zones that I that I primarily work off of. 
uh, mid works from basically Georgia to um, Maryland. Okay. I, I know that seems like a big area, but that area kind of falls in that mid category where it's not really south, it's not really northern bass, but it's the, the mixture where you can fish both ways. And depending on your region or whichever which uh, state you're going to, and it truly can change state by state by state. Um, hell, it can even change by town um, how bass react and how they they fish. Um, <coughs> okay, not not necessarily Montgomery. Thank you, uh, um, uh, Atlas Tommy. Anyway. <coughs> <laughs> um any hoosers okay and then north is you know maryland all the way across you know to the north of that um because they really do have a a heavier winter is the best way to put it um than the rest of the areas and of course that mid is is that area where it could be warm it could be sat it could, could be cold it all changes but Let's talk about how these bass, what they're doing, basically. What they're doing is they're pre-feeding to build up much <coughs> reserves as they can fit in, on, in their tiny little bodies for a long winter. Now, now we all know that they will feed during the wintertime, okay? But, with that being said, it's ingrained in their minds to know that winter can be long and hard and tough. So what do they do? They go ahead and they, they, they prepare you know, and we really hope that they don't have a long, hard winter, that they can sit there and keep on feeding. This way, when the spawn comes back up in the springtime, oh, yeah, big old boss hogs. Oh, yeah. Mm. Oh, so nice. So nice. And that's just what we want to have happen. But we all know that that never seems to happen. And uh, we get these little itty-bitty skinny things during the pre-spawn. Um, that's why this pre-spawn, um, gosh darn it. Anyway, gosh darn it, Tommy, you just made me lose my spot, and because I saw reading this mark, and I went, oh, maybe something really important. He just added a small chuckle. Damn it, lost my spot. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> let's, let's, you know. And that's why the the pre the, the pre spawn is so good. There you go. Thank you. Gosh darn it. God darn it, man. Killing me. Killing me, Smalls. Anyway. So let's see why they go to where they go. Okay. During this time of the year, or coming up for many of us, and some of us are already hitting that time of the year. Bass move to staging areas of where things are coming out of rivers. Why? Unless the river or stream or creek is really warm, and we're talking warm, okay, unless it's really, really, really warm, um, then what we do is – or what happens is everything that's in there gets flooded out. Now, granted, some things do stay in there, but we're talking the main bait forge, shad, other species. Come pouring out of there, okay, to the warmer depths of our lakes, our ponds, our larger rivers, okay. And what we're and what the bass are doing is they're face. It's just like a redfish will. 
or the um, you know trout or many of our saltwater species how they'll pre-place in front of a a little marshy you know um, creek I guess best way to put it where the marsh parts and the and the water goes back inside inside those marshes how they'll 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 pre-position with their faces into that and just let everything just kind of come in and flow right over top of them and that's basically what these fish are doing is they're allowing everything that flows out of there just to fall in their mouths, not trying to work too hard. That's why they're also pre-positioning themselves also around points, um, especially in reservoirs, where the water is, is constantly moving, okay? Where the water, there always seems to be a current. They're pre-positioning themselves around points and breaks where the schools of shad, bluegill, um, anything really, are swimming over top of them. They're coming up and eating them. And they're not just eating one. They're just eating two or three. <coughs> Excuse me. They're eating multiples at a time. And that's why the Alabama rig, or uh, the Kerr, oh, man, the Castable Umbrella rig works so well. Because, <coughs> I don't know what's going on with me today. I've had this cough. It's been killing me. But, Having this ability to sit there, you know, and throw what they're fish, what they're what they're eating, and that's schools of bait. You know, throw that thing and run over top of those points, those ledges, <coughs> those those boulder bottoms, rocky bottoms. These bass are moved up on in pretty much shallow water. Um, <coughs> gosh darn it! Gosh dang it, man. Whee. Anyway. Man, Matt, this thing is killing me, this little cough. I am I, I can't start a five minute conversation today without it coming up and just killing me. You gotta take some uh Robitussin or something. <laughs> we need to do something. Uh but I think it's allergies. We got these these late season uh trees that are blooming. And they're killing me. Ah, start because we we'll, we'll go and I think what it's doing is that I think they're they're um I think they're thinking it's spring again. So we had a few nights there where it dropped down in the fifties, and then a few nights it came back up and back down and back up and back down, and literally like half the trees didn't know what the hell was going on. Ying, yeah, oh yeah, trust me, Yingling. Speaking of Yingling, y'all, Yingling has came out with a barbecue sauce, and let me just say really? this. Oh yeah, oh yeah. They have a reg- the regular Yingling, and then they have a porter. Oh yeah, yeah. they they have a Bach now too. Oh dude, and, uh, and uh, they just uh, released their Oktoberfest for this uh, season. Oh yeah, but that, that Yingling barbecue sauce, it's not sweet. It's you know it's bold. It does really well on uh on uh on food. And I'm getting out of top gear. <laughs> Oh man. So you know I wouldn't mind putting that on like a hot dog or something. <laughs> yeah, actually that's what I did. I put it on a brat. You know, a good grilled like brat. It. Yeah, it was really good. Anyway, I'm getting off topic and <laughs> talk about food now, everybody's getting hungry. I oh I know, right? <laughs> um But yeah, I mean this time of the year, I mean it's your time to really, really Absolutely kill it. 
and the baits that, you know, oh my, ch- Chip Turtle. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we we're supposed to bring that up tomorrow night. <laughs> oh, I, we are I heard, to. I heard, uh, I heard Tommy had got it on, uh, on video too. <gasps> really? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I was hoping. And you know, and I'm about karma, and I hope Chip, you're okay, and didn't lose too much gear, and and everything else, and I really yeah, I hope heard he was at a native did. ultimate, the hey. worst to uh, flip. Ooh. Yeah, that, I'm that's, best you, that's one you don't want to be out in the middle of the lake and uh, no. flip in. No. There's no self rescue on that one. Well, there is, but it's uh. <laughs> it's it's uh, about a. You know what? While we're talking about that, let's explain. If you have a native, how to rewrite it. And that goes for the uh, Jackson Kilroy also. Same yeah. style boat. How to reflip them is actually pretty easy without getting too much water on them. And I learned this from personal experience. Okay? <laughs> At least you admit it. Oh, yeah. Well, I was testing these boats. Let me start that off, right? Um, Tommy had said that it was even with the water line. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Is, is how it starts off, okay, is I was working with a, a buddy of mine on a Ultimate-style boat. It just came out. We were playing around with it. And we're testing stability, and I went, you know what, let's see how far I can take it and flip it. So I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried, and finally I got it to flip. Now, the only issue is, just like anyone knows about those ultimates, it's really hard to get them right back. So, after struggling for 45, 50 minutes, I'm going to make you struggle, and I'm going to be right back with more of the Low Sodium Show, only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. Oh man, it's going to kill people. Hey man, what you doing, man? I'm just trying to find out about this boondoggle thing, man. Boondoggle? That's not good stuff, man. A friend of mine back in the hood smoked some of that stuff, man. It's not good. He's He was freaking out, man. Nah, man. I'm talking about a kayak fishing boondoggle, man. It's when a bunch of fishermen on kayaks get together to hang out, man. A bunch of kayak fishermen hanging out. Sounds fishy to me, man. How do these guys hook up? Well, I tried to look them up, but they don't have a website yet, man. No website, man. Bummer. Nah, man, but I hear they're trying to raise money to build one, man. Oh, yeah? I'm trying to raise the money, too, man. You want to buy some? <laughs> nah, man. But this kayak fishing boondoggle thing is really a good idea, man. I think we ought to help these guys out, man. All right, man. I'm with you. So where do we go, man? Oh, no, nah, man. We ain't got to go nowhere, man. Right now, we can help them out by checking out kayakfishingboondoggle.com, man. Okay, man. I can boondoggle on that, man. Don't get stuck in your kayak. Boondoggle? What the heck is a boondoggle? Is it a tournament? No, it's not a freaking tournament. A boondoggle's just an event where a bunch of kayak anglers come together for a weekend of fun and kayak fishing. We all get together and fish, check out industry-related products, have a big dinner, and swap a fishing story or two. What's that? Sounds like a useless waste of time. Yeah, it is. So what? So get your butt up off the couch and get to a boondoggle. Bring yourself. Bring your family. 
Heck, bring your hairy-ass brother-in-law. I don't care. Just get to a boondoggle. Check out yakangler.com slash boondoggle for more information. I'm back. Um, sorry about the long delays in between sound bites there. The system doesn't want to work for me tonight. Anyway, talking about, um, we're going to talk about that, the whole situation with the native, uh, hybrid style and how you re- reflip them. Because it's actually getting off point here, but I think it's something that we need to talk about. And that is, how do you reflip them without getting too much water in the boat? Um, and surprisingly, it seems weird. Trust me, it seems very weird, okay? But once I explained it to you, it was kind of like an aha moment for me. Um, It's going to make sense, okay? Now, what you do is the kayak's completely turtled over, okay? What you need to do, okay, especially if you have gear in the back, position yourself on the stern, Okay, so this way your head's facing the, the, the bow, okay, and what you're going to do is start pulling yourself using the side gunnels up the boat. You're trying to get the bow out of the water as far as you can, and then you grab the gunnels and spin. Okay, what you're doing is, is you're picking that bow up, getting as much of the bow out of the water as possible, and then just spinning. Okay, once it gets right, you let go. Pop up next to the boat. You will have some water in there. That is a given. Okay? But what you're doing is, is you are creating as little as you're, you're kind of draining the boat before you even get back in it situation. If that makes any sense. Matt, does that make sense to you? Nah, you lost me. <laughs> I would need like a video of a how-to to yeah. do this. <laughs> Let me explain it like this. Okay, you've seen the videos of the guys standing on the bows of their kayaks, and the stern sticking way up out of the water, right? Yeah. Or the or the bow. That's basically what you're doing before you even flip the boat over, right? You're you're scooting your way up there, putting your weight in there, basically sitting on it to get that bow as high up out of the water as possible. The higher, the better. Okay, you're gonna sink down a little bit, yes, but what you're doing is you're sinking that in, and then all you do is just rotate. Because it's not a natural position for that boat to be in, it's going to naturally right itself. <laughs> Coming from the end, plus you have a handhold in the in those two gunnels on the sides, right? So when you All roll right. it, you just kind of let go, and the boat's going to kind of skip away from you. Um, this is where having a paddle leash on your paddle really helps, because this way you can reach out and grab the paddle, <laughs> bring it back to you, and then get back in the normal normal way you would um, any other kayak. And then, of course... If you're in a hybrid boat, you should already have a pump in there, handheld, have a, a, a manual bilge, whatever, something that's going to pump that water out without any issues. Um, and we'll talk about in a later show uh, how to install a bilge pump 
into your kayak. And I'm talking an actual bilge pump. You know, the one that kind of, with a float switch on it that'll kick on and blow everything out. And, you know, in case you ever have a situation like that, and this is really important for those with hybrid kayaks. Yeah, that's definitely needed. Yeah. Um, and I actually installed two the other day for a, for a friend of mine um, on his hybrid kayaks. Good thing I did, because uh, the one hybrid was uh, <coughs> an old native ultimate, and we're talking like first generation native hybrid ultimate, and um, uh, and he's a dragger. He drags his kayak and didn't quite realize that he wanted just enough hole in the bottom of the boat that it would start to sink when he's out in the middle of the uh, the lake. And the only thing that kept him upright and kept him floating was the bilge pump. So, hooray for me. I one clap. Yay! Way to go, Mark. Anyway. Um, back to fall fishing. And why these bass are doing what they're doing is, like I said, they're feeding up for the wintertime, plus just easy pickings. Okay. And their metabolisms are hitting that peak point. Everyone thinks that during the summertime, their metabolism is during the dog days is is roaring, and actually, it's the opposite. Just like we are in the in the summertime dog days, we don't eat as much. We do a lot of drinking, okay? As whether it's proper liquids or adult beverages, we do a lot of drinking. Um, and what we're doing, what the bass are doing when they hit that time in the in the, in the summer. In the dog days, that's why you catch smaller bass in a sense, is because they're not eating, their metabolisms are way up, they're really uncomfortable, especially for the bat. For if you have a lot of thunderstorms and stuff coming through, that means the, the low pressure is just raging up and down, up and down, up and down the, bar- the barometer. I mean, so they're really uncomfortable. The most stable time period of the whole year is is coming up here in, in the fall, um, where we get these storms that last two or three days. And then we have a week of nothing. That's time for them to feed and do their thing. They're comfortable. They get get comfortable is the best way to put it. But they're feeding because the water temps are right. The water temps start dropping. They start to feel more invigorated. It's just the same way as if um, you go from outside to inside. From outside, you're just blaring in the sun. You go inside, it's AC, it's cool. You feel better, you start getting more reinvigorated, and that's what these bass are doing. And that's truly a key to spring and wintertime fit or uh, fall fishing, is finding those temperature breaks. It's finding those spots where the, the temps are, are changing. Um, is where you'll find a lot of the bass. One thing is that uh, bait congregate around those areas. Another big reason behind that um, is it just feels better for them, you know, going in and out of there, um, are, are truly a, uh, a, um, you know, a, a great thing for them. So, we've got all those things going for us. Um, and the great thing about fall fishing, and this is what I, I really like about it, is it is the perfect time to go out and enjoy nature. You know, things are getting ready for winter, so you see a lot more animals. You're seeing a lot more, um, just everything. You know, the bass are active, the birds are active. If you're up north, you start to see the leaves start to change, and, you know, granted, leaves start to drive you insane, 
but you start to see them change and become what they are, um, which is really, really cool, and I, I truly enjoy this time of year for bass fishing. Um, yeah, and... <laughs> and also, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> what is that? It's a shotgun. It's racking the shotgun. Is that a new sound bite? Yeah, man. It says racking shotgun. <laughs> oh, I, I put see it, it in there for when you get to your hunting uh, series. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> and I'm I'm so ready for that. I'm telling you. Um, next week starts dove season, uh, along with uh, um, early early um, teal and early early teal and early um, goose, which which really ah oh, I love my goose hunting. Oh man. Mm. Do you have a goose whistle? I have a goose call, yes. Okay. I don't have a whistle. God. City folk, man, I swear. Anyway. <laughs> um, I, I so just yeah, hunt I, with the, uh, I hunt goose with the front of my truck. That is true. Go down true. to the park and just gun it. Yeah. Ba, 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 ba. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. The, you know, and, and, and you can really have a lot of fun, you know, doing these things and, and fishing and really, you know, enjoying that time of the year. Oh, man, you got me dying today, man. All off topic, talking about shotguns, hunting, food. Uh, we played you know, the cricket sound bite in there. Oh, I know, right? Um, but talking about food and, and good times, uh, let's talk about the Winnedoggle. 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 All you have to do is listen to the Low Sodium Show via live podcast app for the word of the week. Each show prior to the boondoggle, we reveal a word which will eventually complete a phrase. Once you arrive at Big Lagoon State Park, Piradito Key, Florida, for the boondoggle on October 11, 2013, find the host of the Low Sodium Show, Mark, the landing crew wheeler, and recite the phrase to him. If the phrase is correct, you will be entered into the contest and receive a raffle ticket, which will be drawn on Saturday, October 12th, during the Boondoggle Dinner. The prizes will include a custom bull bay rod, a Tommy Head Jig Super Pack, an Unfair Lures Unfair Pack, swag from Orca Coolers, and Jackson Kayak. If that's not enough, plus the meal and your stay at the next boondoggle 
will be on the house. When a dog is dog. talking about uh, Tommy Head Jigs, and, you know, you hear me saying all these things about how great they are, you know, the the, the use of them, um, but I'm not right, really sure if folks have really understood what I'm talking about until they go ahead and use them. And recently, I had a gentleman who, um, I'm going to keep his name uh, 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 <coughs> a secret, because he's got so many uh, uh, big name sponsors and everything else, um, but he is a. They call him the the shaky head professor. Okay, um, he also goes by Squirrel. If that helps you out. Anyway, um, th- this guy never used a Tommy head jig, and he's sponsored by several companies that make jigs like that, uh, shaky head style. And 
I met him and was able to give him a few. And I let him go out there and try him. And he literally fished a uh, a little pond uh, that gets a lot of pressure and was catching two, three, four pounders on him and was going, wow, this is awesome. He played around with them a little bit and really got to like them. And now he uh, uh, he's using a lot of them, let's put you that way. Um, so when a lead series pro picks up a bait that they call him, the shake professor gets out there and catches fish and goes, wow, I wish mine could do this. I should tell you too. Go out to TommyHeadJigs.com right now. Order you a couple sets of them. Okay. Take them out fishing. Doesn't matter if you're freshwater or saltwater or any technique that you're going to try. Put a Tommy Head Jig on and catch more fish. Catch bigger fish and have more fun fishing with Tommy Head Jigs. Again, go to TommyHeadJigs.com now. Right now. Put in an order. Let them know that Mark Landing Crew Wheeler sent, sent you. And uh, Tommy might hook you up with something. Again, that's TommyHeadJigs.com. Right now. You are listening to The Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. And with the back, with more The Low Sodium Show. God, I hate that one, man. That, that one soundbite, Matt, just absolutely just makes me just want to make fun of them and I, uh, fun of, of, of those of Indian descent. And I just can't do <laughs> and it. And you've played it twice I, tonight. <laughs> I have? Yes. <laughs> No, I put now I played um soundbite two, soundbite three and that one. Ah, okay. Cause Maybe sound I'm bite thinking two, that you played that one. <laughs> soundbite two's Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Soundbite two should be, you know, used at the uh at the local Chinese food shop. I mean <laughs> Oh man. And folks, I gotta get the Italian one in there. <laughs> With the accordion. So, so. <laughs> oh man. Anyway. Hey, hey man, we're 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 politically correct here, multi ethnic. I guess. No. I no, no, let's let's rephrase that. Matt by might be politically correct. I'll call it like it is and not be PC. Okay. <laughs> Indians, we've got uh Oriental style, okay. I guess that's PC ish, I don't know. More of that, you know. That thing going on, you know, every time I play that, I keep on thinking that this guy's going to all of a sudden show up. Then there's the Russian one with the, like, the sitar thing. <laughs> I mean, that, that that's what I think is about ready to come out of the out of the radio. As the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Mark Yaksushi Watanabe. Um, Watanabe, folks, we make... Uh, a joke out of his name because it sounds Indian. Watahahahanabehe. Um, <laughs> anyway, folks, if you haven't noticed, I'm kind of enjoying my day. Uh, first time I've had a chance to really relax in a long time, and um, because basically my season's over finally. Um, I've actually got a chance to sleep in. I got to enjoy myself a little, and um, 
and get ready for the boondoggle. That's you know, that's awesome. Um That's evil, Matt. Uh, huh? Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. Chris Johnson in the chat room. Did, did, did have you read that one yet? Yes, I was letting it go. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that and I had a smile. And folks, I am I am I'm one of those guys that I believe in uh not I'm not gonna start that I'm not gonna start that because that could get me in trouble. So let's start talking about catfish. Okay, something we haven't really ever talked about on the Low Sodium show. And this is where you can really get those cats um you know, the good ones, the eaten ones, the ones I really like. Um, you know, the the pound, two pounders rather easily. And I what am I what I mean by that is these fish are now in a feed mode, same way as the bass are. And you can go in there and absolutely catch a cooler full. Um and how do you do that? Well, we all know that, you know, you got to use the chicken livers. Chicken livers work great. You know, it depends or, on the size of your cooler also. Oh, yeah. You know, you got to use the stinky cheese bait. That's what works. No. Cancel that idea. Okay. What you want to use for catfish, okay, is... Fish feet. Meaning. I was going to say, how about more catfish? <laughs> meaning, you use um, bluegill, shad, if it's legal in your state, um, cut up mullet, any herring. other fish, herring, cut up in a chunk and throw it in the water. Works excellent. Okay, and it's going to keep you from catching a lot of the dang um, pain-in-the-ass things, like turtles. Um, so, let's break down the set that I use. And I don't really fish for them. I jug fish for them. I, people say it's it's cheating, but I consider it just like trapping. I consider it just like I was... Um, you know, trapping, you know, muskrats or whatever else. As I, I take a handful of these great two-liter bottles of, of uh, diabetes that are empty, and I, you know, put, you know, 50-pound braid on there, 50-pound braid down to a, uh, a two-watt circle hook. Is all that I all that I do and use. Um, put the bait on there. No more than three feet of of, of uh, a fishing line to the to the jug or, or whatever you're using. You take that on there. You drop it over. You know, five or six spots around the area, and you walk away. Basically, I go ahead and bass fish the rest of the day. I put four. You know, like I said, I put four or five out. Out of those four or five, I might get two, maybe three fish. And um, that's a meal for me and my family. 
Um, you know, and I'm not going to get too far into it, but here coming up very soon, um, we're going to have the gentleman from Catfish Reaper and uh, Maximum Catfishing um, on here very, very soon. And uh, he's going to break down catfishing like you never thought. Um, you know, I was looking heck. for Catfish Reaper bait for for a while, and that guy uh, never hooked me up. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's uh, he's keeping it secret now. Oh, is so, that what he's doing? Yeah. Oh, it ain't a secret if I know about it and I'm asking him about it. Well, <laughs> the reason he's keeping it secret is he was selling it, and his yeah. uh, his competition because he fishes the tournament series. With him, um, he uh, yeah, he was having guys start starting to keep up with him, using his bait, <laughs> so he had to stop. Oh man. Anyway. <laughs> Craziness. So, as you notice, I'm kind of I'm enjoying my night, and I'm I'm all over the place, y'all. But the one thing that I can't forget, you know it, you love it, it is now time for Suspense, Suspense, the pig of the week, oh squeal little piggy, squeal, squeal, <laughs> God, I love that sound bite. It makes me so happy. Um, Where did you so, get that one from? That's the same one I've had. I just turned down the volume on it. Oh, nice. That <laughs> one blows my phone speaker out. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, for this week's Pig of the Week, I have to go with... Yeah, it is a loud one, I know, but when you got a pig held down and, you know, you're trying to do nasty things to it, you got to, you know, meaning you're stick it with a knife, you know, it's kind of loud. But this week's pig of the week goes to my main man over there, Mr. Matt Trucks. What's up, man? Uh, with a oh, 15 and a half pound scup or a porgy. Um, uh, caught recently. Uh, nice fish, buddy. And, uh, yeah, you I got caught picked... that on Saturday. I never caught one that big. That was uh, something. I should have weighed it in. I don't know if there's a record on that. <laughs> <laughs> nice but, job. Uh, yeah, 15 and a half inch porgy, man. That thing, I, I was fishing with a, a light uh, freshwater rod. <laughs> man, that did that thing peel some line off, I'll tell you. But, um, oh, yeah, I bet. So, I bet. yeah, that's the only reason I sent it to you. That, that's a personal best on a porgy for me. I, they might be bigger down south, but no, actually, here, that, that's a monster. I, I actually, uh, the biggest ones I've caught were up north. Down here, we get little, little, little bitty things, man. Oh, uh, okay. I mean, I mean granted, we do, cat, we do have larger fish down here, um, but, uh, you know, because you guys are the... You guys kind of break them in on what not to do, and then they come down here and we we school them on, on what they should do, and that's eat our bait. Um, yeah. But now uh, a lot of surprising, you know, 
we got some big fish, but you guys have some some larger species as well as well that we, I really wish we had. Um, so yeah, so we got the pig in, we got that in. Um, yeah, guys. I mean, as you noticed, I'm kind of all over the place because I'm so happy that my season's over. Um, I get to relax. I get to do the things that that uh, uh, I've been meaning to do. You know, take care of those that take care of me. Please take care of all my uh, sponsors for me as well, folks. Um, Jackson Kayak, Unfair Lures, and the rest of them. And especially Tommy Head and Tommy Head Jigs. I mean, you see him on here every week, every show um, that he can. That he can. And please go support him. Um, it is a true, uh, uh, true supporter of Kayak Fishing Radio, and we couldn't do this without him. Um, but we're going to take one more quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk about, um, the, the coming month shows. And, um, and I want your opinion on this, and I truly do, um, when we come back about all this information. Of course, you listen to the Low Sodium Show only on the Kayak Fishing Radio Network. So do you want to catch more fish? Have anticipation like this song? And then just have an awesome tune? Absolutely kill it? And you need to fish with unfair lures. Unfair lures are leading the industry right now in southern in the southern states. And not only saltwater, but freshwater. From catching monster snook, redfish, mahi-mahi, trout. Largemouth bass, gar, predatory fish, and you need to tie on an unfair lures. Mullet, arrowhead, any of the rest of the line of awesome unfair lures products. And get your fish on. Go from fishing to catching. And from catching to trophy catching with Unfair Lures. Go to unfairlures.com now. Order your pack. Let them know that Mark Landy Crew Wheeler of the Low Sodium Show sent you. You might get hooked up with something. And oh, those in Virginia and the Mid-Atlantic States, get ready because you're going to get the Unfair Lures coming up here very soon. Again, go to unfairlures.com. Check out their line and pick you up some of the Unfair Advantage. All right, y'all. You've heard me. You know, you know, I paddle Jackson kayaks, and I paddle Jackson kayaks exclusively because they are absolutely awesome. From their rock rock solid stability to their speed, and oh yeah, did we mention the comfort level? 
Yeah, that is truly going to be awesome. So for more information, go to your local G- D- Jackson dealer, kayak dealer. Go to the Jackson website, jacksonkayak.com. Check them out. Sit in them. Demo them. And see why more of the industry are learning and being educated about Jackson Kayaks. So go to jacksonkayak.com, check them out, and uh, paddle truly the best in the industry. You are listening to The Low Sodium Show on Kayak Fishing Radio with your host, Mark, the Landing Crew Wheeler. All right, we are back. Mmm, feel that beat. Bring that back up. Mmm, come on, DJ. Yeah, mmm, mmm. Anyway, we're back with more The Low Sodium Show. Um, y'all, we, I've had a great time tonight. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, kind of off topic kind of night and uh um but yeah, I mean we've had a great night. I've had a ton of fun. Um Matt, I mean, what do you got planned come this coming weekend, buddy? Uh honestly, I haven't planned anything yet. <laughs> uh most likely just staying away from the, the crowds, that's my plan. Going to uh, right. go to my normal fishing spots and uh, stay away from the, the shore, like with the boardwalks and all that stuff up here. Uh, right. Other than that, probably some uh, barbecuing and just hanging out with the wife. That's that's the main plan. Right. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, try to get out fishing at least two days. Uh, that's that's my target. Right, right. Yeah. It's, you know, Starting to get cooler out in the morning, so before I know it, I'll be back in the dry gear. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that. I, you know, nah. I think actually, I actually think this year I am going to um, uh, kind of stay away from the wintertime fishing, and the main reason is, is that my uh, um, <laughs> my body can't handle the cold like that, especially after this year. It's uh, I got my butt absolutely handed to me last year. Fishing so much in the winter time, uh, coming out of the water cold and and everything else, uh, was really affecting my body to a point where, um, I was getting sick a lot and um, it was bad. So what I've yeah, done, well, you got to come join uh, join me at least at Kipto for one night. Uh, you know I me, mean, I don't I don't fish the entire night like you do, but. Yeah. Get a little trip in. I don't know. We'll see. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying I'm going to give it up entirely. <laughs> I'm just saying that, uh, okay. you know, I just can't be doing it like I was last year. You know, yeah, like every night. Four or five. I hear you. Yeah, no. Yeah, four or five nights a week and, you know, in, in 20 to 30, you know, not wins. Yeah. You know, Why am I out here? Um, <laughs> so... Yeah, sounds like a plan to me. Uh, definitely yeah. uh, Team Kipto, as we call it. Me and the same group of guys will be down fishing our two days, and that'll be 
Um, we're going to try to fish Friday night, but I, I doubt we'll be down in time, maybe right. late, late. Uh, but definitely Saturday night on December 8th, we have everything booked already. So Nice. And I actually think that, um, well, we'll see how the season goes, but I really think that I've had my best times actually early morning. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm just so excited to, go, you know, be fishing again, uh, on my own, be able to catch my own fish. Um, yeah, get cat. back on the yak. It might be a little, a little weird, right? <laughs> oh, trust me, buddy. Ah, it'll feel like I never left it. Like riding a bike. Um, there you go. No, being able to cast, hook it to reel in and land my own fish is going to be a weird feeling. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's honest truth. Yeah, instead of netting and gaffing other people's fish. <laughs> oh, my God. Hooking it, you know, casting, hooking, handing off, let them fight the fish, and then me gaffing them and put them in the boat. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, going to be a very, very weird feeling. But it's uh, it's gonna be a good feeling all in all too to be able to uh, catch some bass again. Um, and yeah, the Boondoggles gonna have some great weather. I'm super excited about it, and um, it's gonna be a hell of a lot of fun. Um, I'm not gonna be there all that all that long, uh, so uh, get your time in with the landing crew. Um, before I have to leave, I have uh, commitments with um, with others that same weekend. Uh, that I have to go do, take care of. Um, but, uh, yeah, should be a lot of fun. Should have uh, a good time. And, um, you know, it's a boondoggle. That's what it's all about. Um, but, yeah, I'd like to thank all my my personal sponsors because just kind of calling it the night and I'm kind of rambling. Um, yeah, yes, there is a Facebook page for the Winnedoggle. Uh, Matt, can you find it while I'm talking? Um, for the Winnedoggle. Um, yeah. I'll find it. So, all my personal sponsors. I cannot thank enough Tommy Head Jigs. And, uh, Tommy, I cannot thank you, buddy. You're a great friend, and, uh, don't be afraid to call, bud. Um, Paul Van Reading with Unfair Lures. Thank you, sir, for everything you do. And for those who haven't tried Unfair Lures or fished with them, um, then uh, you're, you're truly missing out. Um, to uh, Jackson Kayak, I cannot thank Jackson enough for allowing me to be a part of your team, of the team, and uh, truly affect things. Uh, uh, you know, with them. Um, Man, who else? Jack Angler, thank you guys. Um, Orca Coolers. I mean, how how awesome is Orca Coolers, y'all? Definitely check them out. If you can, buy a cooler. Like them on Facebook. All that good jank. Please, please do that. Don't forget about your rods. uh, (coughs) Yeah, excuse me. Absolutely awesome bull bay rods. And Wade, I know you're with Black Dog or whoever you're with. And you do make great rods, but I cannot say enough about bull bay. Because they help me out. 
So, Wade, have a great night, buddy, Mr. Engineer, and uh, hopefully catch you next time, bud. So, yeah. Please go support these companies. Uh, support me, and... Um, And Tommy, uh, most likely just rummage, okay? It's easier than typing, rummage. There you go. So with that being said, I'd like to thank everybody. And to uh, tune in next week, same place, same time, for more of the Low Sodium Show. I say goodnight. Remember, folks, take a kid fishing. Always wear your PFD. And get your fish on, man. Good night, everybody. Winning dog.